We've been doing um the intro music, the theme music. Yeah, theme music. Oh, there. I don't know. I don't like listen to them when they go up. <laughs> Look, I don't want to fake. I don't want to fake the listens. All right, I don't want to. I don't want to no, boost up the numbers. I, I haven't curated you on the website because, and maybe this is just classic Spencer doing the things the hard way. But every time we have to get, you know, we put both on our story, we put the link on there. I just go back to a thirty-five millimeter site, copy the link. And then put in, insert link. So do that every every time. You copy, wait, you copy the link. What do you mean you copy the link? It's so like when uh, we put the link to our website in our stories. Yeah, yeah. So like I'll just go to our website, copy the URL, and then put yeah. it to Instagram's link sticker. Uh-huh. Um, yep, I do the same. Somehow I was like, every time I'm like, I bet I'm like choosing the numbers. <laughs> like our our website uh-huh. message, it's the yeah. same three every week. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that is funny. <laughs> yeah, I just type it in. I feel like I've gotten pretty fast, at like you know, typing in thirty-five mm colonoscopy dot com. That's fair. If it was on a keyboard and mouse, or like a keyboard, I feel like I'd be really fast at it because I type it fucking like you know all the time for the the clips. But on the phone, it, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'd have the the dexterity. But what dexterity? The dexterity. Okay. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard the first. <laughs> what did you guys hear the first time? I heard dexterity. I was like, dexterity. Yeah, Who do you think's the fastest typer of us three? A hundred percent me. Get out of here, dude! I, I, dude, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear anything. I am a hundred percent faster typer than you. No, you're not. No, you're not. With your with those paws you call hands, you're just like duh, 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 duh. Oh, That's how you type. God. I'm eloquent, Spencer. I'll have you. You're, know. the, you're opposite of eloquent. I don't want to hear it. You you type like a guy that wears oven mitts. What's you're your like, what, what's your fucking uh what's your words per minute? I don't know. All right, hey, before the next time we record, we both have to do it. <laughs> I am no question the slowest typer out of all of us. <laughs> I did ter- I, I I am a terrible typer. I never learned how to just like type fast. And did you guys take that computer class in uh, at, at in Townsend? The, yeah, yeah, typing class. I did do typing class. Well, it was base. It was technically computer class. Quote. It was basically just a typing class. It was. <laughs> yeah, you're That's right. You're right. And six weeks I, on typing. I think I kind of like at the time I picked up something, but no, nah, I, I I think I lost it within the next few months, and then forever after that, I I just I'm a slow typer. <laughs> Like it. Did you ever have uh listen to our class there was that TA that was going around and like we had those the box over our keyboard, right? But I'd always like keep it a little bit scooched forward and then yeah, I'd lean back at time, so I'm kinda of just like uh-huh. you know, do a little look under. You'd yeah. have to like, type come around with a box on it? Wait, I'm so confused. Yeah, so they'd put a box you'd have your hand, hands on keys, right? Yeah, yeah. And they'd put a box over it so you couldn't see the keyboard but you had to type and follow it on the screen that is so the stupidest type. shit i've ever heard in my entire they life want to do type, type without looking like that is yeah. so stupid who types without looking and then the ta would come around with like a ruler and she'd like inch it forward every time like she'd walk around and then push it forward because she, she could see me like peeking under and but it was so stressful because it was like that class was typing so if you just were if you were just bad at typing it tanked your entire GPA. Like, it was like not about learning at okay, all. Okay, but how can you be bad at type? That bad at typing to where they're gonna like fail you. You know what I mean? Th- that was the whole class. You're like, oh, I was fine. Then you get a C. Like that. Yeah, that you, was how it was set up. You had to. You had to improve. You had to improve on that typing. Speed. Oh, so oh, so you go in and you act like you're a novice. 
and then you actually know how to type, and you slowly get better and better and better. It's like Rocky. That was it's like Rocky Four. No, it, that was what I did um, for PE. So for the mile, Fuck remember? Off. No way. <laughs> <laughs> of course. For, I had for the PE mile, with you. For the mile, you had to improve your first run time. You didn't have to be a fast runner. Your score yeah. is based on improving your time. So like I like jog walked the first mile we did and clocked like a thirteen, like barely oh, passed. Terrible. But then then all I had to do for the rest of the semester was like run in eleven minutes. And it was like the, the breeziest uh P ever. Had. I liked running the mile. You're well, what was your guys' fastest times? Like what was your guys' fastest times? Oof. Middle school only too, not like, you know, if you've ran miles like six. Dude, if I, I would be worse now. You think uh, so? Yeah, I think I definitely am too. Uh, worse now, I think my fastest time there would have been like just under eight, like probably around seven thirty. I remember okay. I got like a seven something, and then mm. now, like if I could, if I could get to like eight thirty or like eight forty, mm-hmm. I'm probably gassed. Like in a mile. Oh yeah. I'm not. I'm not a runner. Like I'm not like a <laughs> you know, straight runner. No. Nah. Uh, I'm choose, like a, a, choose a sprinter. Exactly. I'm That's a burst true. of speed. You know, I'm a burst <laughs> of energy and high high performance, high output. High performance. But in short of time. <laughs> he gets down the line quick, but he's not hitting any inside the park homers. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, what's it called, Spence? What, what was your fastest time like? I I'm a horrible runner. Like I, I think even <laughs> at my peak, there's there's no way I, I topped nine. Like really? there's just no okay. way. Yeah, I was not. A speedster um trying to think on the court you know that's that's really where i thrived yeah that was really oh, yeah. i will oh, say yeah. one of the sickest things i've ever seen when i first met spencer in middle school was we were playing basketball and he hits this like the the most insane like fadeaway hook shot three that you've <laughs> ever seen like he, it, it was it was the most impressive basketball shot that I had ever seen because he actually looked like he was playing the game. Like he looked like he had like the form of an NBA. I swear to God, it was the most impressive thing I had ever seen. What a character intro, yeah, dude, yeah. for real. But then he like he looked like Spencer in middle school. No offense, Spencer, but like you didn't look like Fair. you were you you didn't look like you were a sports guy at all. Like, it, oh, you mean. 4'11", chubby with yes. braces and a huge gap in my teeth. Yeah, no, but, you're, but, you're right. <laughs> but but the, this is like the like the classic like sports movie where it's like the you know the the the, the very unathletic looking kid and he just balls up like a demon. Like yeah. it was it was impressive how good you were at basketball for how you looked. Like your 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 look to like skill ratio was out of out of this world. It was, <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. Aaron just said. You were the ugliest, like decently. I didn't say ugly. I just said I've ever seen. I just said that you didn't like look like you put. I didn't say ugly. You're cute. <laughs> You're a cute guy. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Gio, like, what do you think I was cute? I don't know. <laughs> I only have like a flash, like a like a like a like a lightning bolt flash of how you looked in uh in, in uh in junior high because <laughs> we went on the uh, on the DC yeah. trip together yeah. and you sat next to me on the flight there. On the flight there, Dude, yeah, VWC. Uh, <laughs> cut these out. Here okay, I'll, I'll cut these. I'll cut these. <laughs> that was the who, that was the roast. Who's that? She dated Hayden for a little bit. What? She literally she dated Hayden. 
I, I Hayden's next door. I could ask him about this. Get get Hayden on the call right now. He's asleep. He's asleep. I do not remember this person. He was playing. Uh, he was playing fucking Legend of Zelda, the new one, because he didn't have a Switch, and now Man, I have speak, the Switch in the house. Speaking of which, how's the move-in, guys? How are you how are you feeling the space? Dude, it's great. It's it's a it's a good space, you know. I got a new like, you know, I got my I got a new desk, which is which is always nice. Come on, always. new desk, uh, new mic, new me. You know, we're we're doing well. <laughs> yes. Yeah, dude. Uh, I mean, granted, I'm I'm fucking leaving for the next month, but other than that, <laughs> it's, it's going great. Yeah, you come back and they they already all settled in, all comfortable, and you just never you're never able to get in there. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's gonna take me till fucking Thanksgiving to get comfortable in here. Oh yeah, that would have been a perfect uh, <laughs> lead-in. That's why I said it. <laughs> you suck. All right, guys, we gotta get we gotta get started here. Uh, today's movie, uh, a, a classic, an all-timer, uh, one that I've seen images from, screen grabs of my entire life, it seems. Uh, anytime somebody talks about, like when you see like a, you know, classic cinema montage, there's usually a clip from this movie oh, mixed yeah. in there, you know? Oh, yeah. Guys, we're talking Young Frankenstein. Our boy Mel Brooks, Mel Brooksy, come on. Teaming up with Gene Wilder on the script and in front of the camera, putting together a classic Frankenstein spoof. Uh, shout out to Mary Shelley. Uh, they're really taking it in a whole new direction here. Um, this is, you, you don't see a good spoof anymore. You really don't. Uh, this is, this is a lost art form. I feel like it, it, it rose, peaked, and fell off immediately after Mel Brooks. Like, he was the guy that crushed it, and then we got stuck with, like, the mid-2000s laziest spoof movies you have ever seen. Mm. Uh, like, scary The fall-off was significant, yeah. Like, epic movie. The, Epic movie. Uh, what was the one yeah. with the uh, Chris Evans? Uh, something oh, about um, not another teen movie. Not another teen movie. Vampire. Forty-one-year-old virgin who knocked up Sir Marshall and felt super bad about it. Oh, you know, a lot of hard hitters. Hush tones when you speak that. Title. <laughs> okay. It's a friend of the podcast that that uh, that movie. Come on, friend of the pod. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right, guys. God. Oh man, there's there's uh, there's a lot to talk about here. Um, yeah, I want to turn over to you first. As a, as a resident not comedy guy, where do you stand? Because Mel Brooks movies, they're just pure jokes. There's no, yep. not really any learnings to take away. Not not much of a story usually. Uh, it's just zingers left and right. I thought it was the funniest fucking thing I I have ever seen. <laughs> oh Let's my go. god! When I have I have two specific jokes that I wanted to bring up in like the beginning. Okay. When, uh, the, uh, obviously the bit about, uh, like, puts the candle back, like, that, that is, that's fucking all time, and then they call back to it in the movie. Um, when Igor, when they're, like, trying to look for the person that's, like, playing the violin initially, like, early on, um, mm -hmm. and, and Igor runs up to the violin, puts his hand on it, and is like, it's still warm. <laughs> I, yeah, I, 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 I lost my mind. I was <laughs> dying at that, dude. Um, and then, uh, again, at the beginning of the movie... Another a, a fucking Igor line where it's uh he's like you know I could I could help you with that lump like I'm a I'm a pretty good surgeon and he goes what hump? <laughs> no, the, uh, I literally had it noted, bro. It the so awkward, funny. the silence after that yeah. was perfection. There was like a silence after perfection. Yeah. They're just staring at each other. Dude, they got yeah. it figured out, man. Oh my god, it was so funny, dude. 
And and also, another thing that was, like, fucking had me dying, like, at the end of the movie was literally every character in this movie plays the violin. Did you guys notice that? The violin is one of the hardest instruments to play, and every single person in this movie knows how to play it. (laughs) Insane. Maybe it was more common. Who knows? I I guess. Shit. (laughs) Nah, but Spence, Spence, I, I wanted to go to you because it sounded like you had never seen it before. So I, I want to talk about that. Um, I this you did. no, this is technically of the the main Mel Brooks spoofs. The only one I have not seen. Um, but I will say, like, outside of Spaceballs, the other ones I saw where I was like almost too young to really remember. Like, mm. I'll I'll let you guys guess which one of my parents showed me Blazing Saddles when I was like eleven. Then culture you okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't remember. Uh, a whole lot from that one. I've seen the producers, uh, but again, don't remember a ton from that one. Um, so yeah, uh, this is this is definitely my first viewing of it. Cli- have seen clips from it my whole life, so this is my first time really getting into it. Though, loved it. Like I'm a big Mel Brooks guy. Um, his comedians and cars getting coffee with Jerry Seinfeld is top tier. Uh, and this is like just such a fun throwback movie. Um, <laughs> Uh, I did the same thing as Aaron. I just wrote down like the lines that I really loved because um, there's so many of them. Um, the one that like had me dying was when they walk into the dungeon, and it just looks it looks like a dungeon. There's cobwebs and spiders and rodents and mm-hmm. uh, clearly like an old manufacturing or operating table. Mm-hmm. And Igor's like uh, a couple throw pillows, some flowers. Uh, we'll get back to you. <laughs> I was like That's that. So good. That one I loved, um, and then I this next one I wrote down is uh, the most quintessential Mel Brooks joke you'll see. Like this, this joke is just Mel Brooks all in one. Um, when they go up to the door and they do the bum bum bum, and then Jim Miller goes, "Wow, what knockers!" Right in front of the girl <laughs> with the huge breasts. That is Mel Brooks to a T. A visual gag, the setup, the punchline. Uh, it's just, it's all right there, and hilarious. Uh, yeah, this, this was great. There's other things I want to get into, but the, the huge takeaway here is just how funny it is. And Aaron, I wrote down that same, it's still warm line when he picked up the violin. It was so That was, uh, it was unreal how much that caught me off guard. Like, like, I feel like movies today, like, you can tell when the joke is coming. Like, you don't necessarily know exactly what the joke is, but you know... Like, oh, they're going to insert a joke here because, like, that's the formula. But this was, like, it was so... Even though it's a comedy and you expect a lot of jokes, it's so, like, offbeat that it's... It makes it all that... All the, also, all the tap dancing shit. Like, I, I was I was losing my mind at that. That was really funny. Um, just that whole, like, sequence was really good. Man. I think you guys kind of hit it. But, like, Marty Feldman... The guy who played Igor just yep. killed this role, and all of his lines it, yeah. were just amazing. Uh, every time he was, every time he was even on screen, I, I was like, hey, he had me. He was really, he was just great in this. Just fantastic. Every line that he had was great. I don't know every joke. I loved the little, uh, like the cane thing. The little, like the, like the, you know, like, like walk this way, and then he hands on the cane, and he like forces him to walk like that. Or like the, um, I think the one that got me was like the. The werewolf one where they they hear like a werewolf and like and then Igor's like there wolf <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, there castle 
And he's like, why are you talking yeah. like that? He's like, oh, I thought you guys wanted to talk like that. Shoot <laughs> yourself, I'm easy. You know, like that. That was that was a funny one for me. I love those. Oh God, he, yeah. he is. Yeah. He does kill that role. I, I mean, like he. Everyone's given like a pretty good, you know, performance as far as like Mel Brooks is concerned. You know what I mean? I mean that that's exactly what he wants out of his movies. I mean, you've seen it time and time again. I think the only you guys are gonna be disappointed in me, but I think the only other Mel Brooks movie I've seen is Spaceballs. Wow, interesting. Yeah, that, I, think, <clears throat> I think that's it. Because that was something I wanted to get into. Um, talking about our favorite Mel Brooks movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds like Geo probably has the 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 widest range to choose from. Um, I do know this is generally perceived as his best. Um, it's very highly ranked on pretty much any like all-time comedy um, listing magazine, whatever we want to call it. This is like usually up there. Um, so I think I think Young Frankenstein and Blazing Saddles are usually his like the the top two picks for his best work. But Gio, why don't you get us started? Like your your, your top Mel Brooks movies. Ah, uh, yeah, this is tough. Uh, I have oof. I I would say oh Jesus. This is tough. Um, damn, I think I would per- personally probably go after seeing this because I I've been wanting to rewatch this for a while, uh, just to just to see how it holds up. I hadn't seen it in a minute. Uh, this is probably gonna take the number one for me over Blazing Saddles. Uh, I didn't know before because I think personally for me Blazing Saddles had the better jokes. They maybe have just like a little bit more bite to them. I don't know. Maybe that's my twenty first century sense of humor. <laughs> but uh but yeah you know a bit more racy obviously and uh but they had the i think that it had the better jokes for me but overall like the visuals combined with the jokes uh and obviously the acting but that goes without saying uh that i think young frankenstein will take it and then blazing saddles then controversial robin hood men in tights i love carrie ellis Robin Hood Man Tights, and everyone forgets that that's a Mel Brooks movie. It was like a 90s one. Yeah, I get it. But honestly, that one has a soft spot in my heart. Probably just nostalgic <laughs> reasons on that. I, I'm not going to base it on anything else. Uh, suck my ass. But there's yeah. that. Then I'd go I'd go the producers, then Spaceballs. But I love Spaceballs. Not saying that that's bad. It's Spaceballs just... Spaceballs are five. Yeah. It's top five. That's me. I was going to say, I... And again, this is where... You don't get that mad at me. I still have Spaceballs above Young Frankenstein. That's crazy to me. That I seems hate. crazy. <laughs> but hey. I'm not, it, it's such a great... I, I, I think maybe just because I've seen it so many times and I just have such like a fondness for just how wild and zany that movie is. But it's also got John Candy in it. I'm a huge John Candy guy. John yeah. Candy as... Yeah, when he's like, I'm a mog, half man, half dog. I'm my own best friend. Like that's that's a very uh, quoted line in uh, my family's household growing up. Uh, so that that one is just uh, it takes my top Mel Brooks spot. But th- this Young Frankenstein was hilarious, hilarious. It's all fun. It's all fun. It's just great fun. Oh, hey, jokes. I, I think honestly, what really like takes it to the next level for me is uh, like the the technical aspects of the movie right it's phenomenal and, yeah it's, it's so good it, it's taking that like uh like 40s and kind of 50s like like early 50s style of horror you know um 
that like the Night of the Living Dead type B, uh, like the original like Frankenstein, and then well, what's oh, damn it, I Dracula, the Dracula, Raven. Thank you. Yes, Creature all from of, the Black Lagoon, all the original Universal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all the original like oh, like like sweeping shots, lightning striking in the like outside and the you know the cobwebs in the corner and like all of those. It takes that and and does it like so well that it could be you take out like the jokes and if you add in like horror elements like it looks like it's like no different than those movies you know absolutely and that's what i love about it it's it, it's it's competent in terms of it being like a spoof and uh and like the comedic aspects but it's also competent in the technical aspects too it doesn't like it doesn't sacrifice one for the other you know what i mean it, it's it's mm. a well well-rounded well-balanced film no, it looks beautiful. You said it. It yeah. could fit like right in to those '30s and '40s Universal horror uh, monsters, like universe, like that yeah. whole thing. Like, uh, like you said, like the original Frankenstein, but then also like Bride of Frankenstein and like the the yeah. other sequel, or whatever. But uh, like in that whole vein, it just looks perfect. It looks so uh, delicious in that black and white. Oh yeah. And yeah, and apparently they reused some of those sets. I don't know from what. Like they really? just said they. Uh, they reuse some of the sets, like from those, from those movies, uh, and you can kind of tell. It, I don't know. It feels like just. It, it feels like it just fits within that universe. Like it's almost know, like a yeah. sequel, like a follow up to those. It, a comedic one, yeah, sure, but like, it just feels so right. It honestly does. Yeah. It, it feels if it, it just, it, just the feeling of it. You know, like it, it's it's one of those aspects of filmmaking that's hard to explain to people that aren't like super into movies like us. But the feeling you get while watching this movie is very like, like authentic. You know, it's it's very true to the source, or not not necessarily the source material, but like what it's trying to spoof. It's very close to that, and it's you could tell it's like an endearing type beat. You know, same thing with Spaceballs. That's what I really like about Spaceballs, is how it takes like the source material that's like so important to like not only culture but like people as individuals, like fucking love Star Wars, and then. You know, Mel Brooks took it and made it funny and made fun of it, but still with like an endearing tone. Sorry, Spencer, mm. I cut you off. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I like the sets too. Back to you, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I was done with my point, but let me just get let me just uh, can we get can I just get this in? Can I, yeah, I, I, I just want to. Yeah, uh, no, you are you go? Do you want to? <laughs> you go. You no no wait, wait, no no you. Uh, Geo, you, you, Spencer, you. <laughs> what's what's super fun about that bit is that people who are just listening will have no idea that it's not just an audio problem. That's, <laughs> they'll, that's they'll, great. They'll actually, turn it off. So funny. <laughs> yeah, no, they're gone by now. <laughs> uh, what, what's it called? We we fucking insider baseball like we usually do, but like we record this, you know, like all over the internet, and so that becomes quite a problem. Like we've recorded a few episodes now, like uh, in person. But it, it's so much nicer in person because we don't mm-hmm. talk over each other because of the delay and stuff. But yeah, anyways. Yeah, but it's okay because Aaron and G are going to move out here soon and then it'll all be good. Uh, I also want to say that the transitions uh, in this movie were excellent. Uh, you, don't, you don't see like transitions like this anymore. The circle in, the fade out, the swipe. <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. like... And it's really funny because if I saw these transitions... In somebody else's work, I'd be like, "Oh, I guess we're editing with iMovie, <laughs> idiots." Uh, but when I see them here, I'm like, "Oh, this is actually super cool. Like, this is the way. Like, I kind of miss this." Uh, 
this form of storytelling in cinema. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, he just does it with, like, he's just, like, a god behind the camera. I don't know. He just, he can, like, he just makes it work, you know? Because, I mean, obviously, I think, like, the swipes and everything like that, like, that's how they edited those, like, early uh, monster movies, too. Oh, yeah. But, I don't know. I mean, like, it, it could have been so easy to, like, for this to be bad if it was anyone but Mel Brooks, you know? Like, he just easily handles everything like i mean like the mm-hmm. script obviously was him and g wilder uh the acting uh, i mean of course that's that's the actors but like everything else like how they're shot uh even the decision to do black and white because like i mean this was 74 you know what i mean they could have easily done color and i think uh like the studio wanted to do color but mm-hmm. he was like so adamant about the black and white and i mean just imagine how like much we would have lost if it was in color because like yeah. this the, uh, this needs to be in black and white. It just makes it so much more beautiful and so much more in that uh, realm, in that universe, or in that feel. Uh, yeah, I, I I can't even imagine this in color, really. Uh, yeah, it'd I, been stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mal Brooks yeah. behind the yeah. camera, behind the dish. No, very, <laughs> very talented uh, technically for a, a comedian, essentially, like yeah. a, a goofy guy that writes funny movies. Uh, to have this kind of eye visually, uh, you don't see that very often. Um, right. I'm trying to think of like, there's nobody in movies currently that I think is like, I don't know, it have to be like a pure comedy writer or director. So when I think of who, who do we have that's like a pure comedy writer, director, producing kind of person? Mm-hmm. Judd Apatow. Yeah, yeah Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow, Seth Rogen. Adam Sandler are really the only ones out there who are like studios dedicated pretty much just straight comedies. Sandler and Rogan every now and then will go act in somebody else's drama. Um, but really they're, they're producing comedies, right? Um, and not, none of those three have the, the visual eye that Mel Brooks has, like not even close. Not even close. Like uh, they, they, the, the camera work and technical aspects take a complete backseat in those movies. It's like they hire someone that will, make sure that the scene is in focus and oh, yeah. make sure you can see stuff like uh, that's it <laughs> yeah i mean it's tough but he was an advocate of that he was like an advocate of like director top to bottom like uh, all the way through yeah. the editing room you know should have like should have a vision and he just had a great sense for like shots imagery and just like all the technical aspects like i even i think i even wrote down like that opening sequence just like of the like shot of the fireplace coffin and then the skeleton all that like the whole one that's like a just like a great just like i don't know it's hard for people to like to really get grasp mm-hmm. what it is yeah. to like just i don't know like make just like imagine something in your head and just really like have a sense or a visual and like how things will look that was just really great and then going into the the skeleton and then like the the like the chubby hands kind of grabbing mm-hmm. the box and like and you know pulling away blah blah that was just like a great shot for me like that was just a yeah. great image I'm like, man, like it, you just got to have an eye sometimes. I don't know. He, he, he just got it. Yeah. You know? The the one I wrote down immediately where I saw it was like, damn, okay. Uh, the super quick zoom in on the mirror uh, with um, Gene Wilder's character, for <laughs> Dr. Frankenstein. Uh, <laughs> there's one where he's walking through the room and sees something and it like, like not even like a slow zoom in, like from a good amount out, good distance cuts in on the mirror you get a beautiful angle on it that was a great shot too and hey 
I'm talking about great shots. Aaron, I think it might be time for that slap shot. Funny you say that, Spencer, because actually my slap shot for this week, or for uh, this episode, rather, is the exact shot that you were just talking about. Um, wow. Wow. So, so it's the, to, to get a little more specific, um, it's a shot with uh, Dr. Frankenstein on the right, right third. And then there's like a mirror in like kind of the top left corner, like like to the left of the left third, and uh, and you see um, I forget her name, but the blonde uh, woman Inga. Inga, thank you. You see Inga in like the top left, and then um, and then he looks up at the mirror, which is like you know like uh, the 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 direction of like, like there's this theory in filmmaking and cinematography where it's like you're like the actor's eyes will lead the audience's eyes because of you know if someone looks at something you know you're gonna also look at it it's like a natural instinct and so like just that that direction and then like spencer said immediately into a a perfect zoom into the mirror and uh, and and she's just like you know doing whatever but it's i i was like sitting there like shit like that was really good but funnily enough I also did write because I also write down like a bunch of different options. But uh, Geo, the scene that you were talking about, I also wrote it down. The like, opening, the, where, yeah, the opening where he's grabbing the box, and I was yeah. like, "Yeah, that was fucking good too." But yeah, I had to go with this one. This one, uh, I really liked it when I when I saw it at first. So I was like, "Shit, dude!" And then I literally wrote down a note after that, like, "You don't see comedies with good cinematography anymore." It's and like good technical aspect. It just doesn't happen, and I wonder what that is too. Yeah, I feel like people. I, I don't know. There was like some sort of switch, like just I don't know post two thousand that you just like, I don't know. People, you just don't care. It was like, yeah, like either like a either a don't care or it's like it almost feels like just like a consensus that like comedies aren't gonna or don't need to look good or like aren't gonna look good. You know what I mean? Like. It's just, it's like some sort of weird consensus that, like, everyone has. Yeah. Well, Spencer, you are the comedy guy. I'd love to get your opinion on this. Yeah, I think some things we're saying. One, I think uh, maybe those early to mid-2000s comedies, um, those come around as just straight comedies. And my theory is because the two guys who are leading the charge and crushing it... um, they came out of SNL. It's Adam Sandler and Will Ferrell. They're crushing it. Uh, late '90s to like mid 2000s is like their era, right? Mm-hmm. And Ben Ben Stiller's got some stuff in there too. But you do get the um, like comedic actors and comedic writers who really didn't come from like shooting backgrounds, uh, making those movies and shows now. Even with Judd Apatow, who I love and like was amazing on Freaks and Geeks, he's not really a visual director like he's a funny director and a good character director uh so they come around and they're focusing on that that is where their resources are going to is like getting a funny cast together uh and not really working or spending so much on the actual shooting of it um mm. and then you have other guys who are like they're they're funny um but can do visually something uh edgar wright is a very funny writer and director who can do a lot visually. It's true. Um, but it's just like, I, I feel like, how do I frame this? The general idea of a comedy movie has like changed over time. 
where if if you go to a movie right and it's mm-hmm. and it's a bad movie now but it makes you laugh a few times i feel like people are willing to are more willing to be open to that idea they don't they're not immediately like oh that was a terrible movie like yeah i got a couple laughs well, out of me but yeah but i think that that's generally that goes beyond comedy of like when young frankenstein comes out like you go to the movies think about remember this is a long time ago i sent a clip in our group chat nobody responded but it's fine uh of <laughs> sure audi- it. Of audience reactions walking out of Eraserhead. yeah um oh uh, yeah yeah I've and what was really cool about the video is like this these are just regular audience people going mm-hmm. like just regular people going to a regular cinema and they all had like very artistic takes on it and like what the movie was trying to say yeah. what certain like devices meant you do not get that if you like if like a group of 16 year olds walked out of a movie right now and you ask them for their feedback on that movie chances are they're not going to give anywhere near the analysis that those random moviegoers did uh 40 to 50 years ago so i think with now that like there's still a ton of art and artistic movies coming out but it's also much more corporate much more commercialized and when that happens uh there is no longer this expectation that every movie needs to hit the all cylinders and check all boxes on the artistic front of making a movie now it's just like people are paying to see a comedy your movie needs to make them laugh they don't need to walk away with any appreciation of the cinematography yeah it's stupid i don't like it because <laughs> because then i want because but I, honestly like i wouldn't know any better if i didn't watch movies like this and then i see a movie that is like, yeah. technically proficient and like i'd say above average of even movies that claim to be you know uh like technical masterpieces today like they, they fall second to even this and this is a guy that's doing comedy you know it's like oh. You don't. You don't have to. Like, kind of like how I said earlier, how he, he didn't sacrifice one uh, like technical aspects for the comedy or vice versa. It's you. You can do both. It's like yeah. it's okay. Like, and and I get it. Like I, you know, I'm I enjoy Judd Apatow movies too. Like I, I I get it to an extent though, where I think those movies are fine, but I don't think that I've seen a Judd Apatow movie save for maybe Superbad that's above an eight. I see. You know, right. it's like, and 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 I feel like a lot of that has to do with things that are. How do, how do I frame it? It's 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 like, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess, I guess that's that's the end of my point. Is like it. it there's no <laughs> there's no John Apatow movie that's up above an eight in my mind, save for maybe super bad. Look, I just wanted to sh- I just want to have an excuse to shit on Judd Apatow, okay? <laughs> yep. This, this is this is this is what Geo did to Ben Affleck. Like this is you're but, you're like not outright saying you don't like him, but you're saying everything you do not like about him. No 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 I really <laughs> I really like him. That's the thing is I like his movies a lot. I like that style, the like the Pineapple Expresses of the world, the 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 dodgeball, the etc etc right yeah i know those aren't all jet apatow but um but still like those uh those comedy movies it's just i would watch young frankenstein a thousand times before i watch those you know what i mean where those are good to like just, just go have a good time at but young frankenstein is it's fucking hilarious and i can sit there and look at the cinematography and be like god damn that looks great like good job guys you know what i yeah. mean yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, going back to what Spencer said before, like with the audience reactions and stuff, mm. I feel like we're just in that age of like, I don't know, just like what social media has done or like the effects, the repercussions of it, so to speak. We're in that like era or time where people like something gets posted, like say like a movie or like like say like a something, some music gets posted, like a new album and people immediately go to the comments, right? And then there's like uh, whatever, like certain, certain like negative comments uh, or whatever. And now you see that, you read that before you've even seen the movie, yeah. before you've even heard whatever the song is or the album is, you've seen like people's comments about it, like, or like, and they might be negative, whatever, like, blah, blah, or like you see a certain negative comment, blah, blah. Now, when it now in your mind that's like planted or whatever, and then someone else, asked, maybe someone in real life asks you, like, oh, have you seen this movie? You say no, but they, uh, you know, people are saying that it's bad. Yeah. Well, who's people? Like, who's who's people? You know what I mean? It's We're in that era where, like, it's like, oh, you, like, you see what people are saying about it before anything. And, uh, and you like know. That's your yeah. first interaction yeah. with the piece of exactly. media. Exactly. And yeah. it's not like, it's not like, it's just like another person. It's just like, you know, this, it's like everyone has a soapbox. Everyone has a speaker. Everyone's on the same playing field. Like, you know, any mm. a, a director is in the same comment section as uh, someone who's who has no idea about like technical aspects of like movies or how to make movies and you know it's, it might be saying something's bad but has no basis has no point of reference yeah. you know what i mean so now it's like everyone has the same i don't know everyone's on a on the same yeah. plane your, your soapbox then, uh, analogy was really good i think that um i, I think that and i'm guilty of this too the quick to be like oh this person said that this isn't good but also i have like film critics and film reviewers that i follow that i base my opinions off of because i a lot of my opinions on movies tend to align with them not all of them obviously there, there's been times where i disagree with like like a like like for example like the the guys of like sardonicast i get a lot of like movie ideas from them because typically in the past every movie or a lot of the movies that have been recommended to me like through like tangentially through them i i've enjoyed and so I, mm-hmm. I and and so I trust their opinions enough to be like, oh, if one of them is like a what's what's the guy's name? Your movie sucks. Like if he if he uh, makes like a like a, a a quickie video on a movie that I'm like you know I don't know anything about, and he says it's fucking shit. I'm gonna be like okay, like you know the, this individual that I my opinions typically align with not all the time. Uh, I, I feel like that's justified, but I feel like that yeah, the other the absolutely. other end of the sword there is what Gio was talking about, where it's oh I saw these comments or this like like this chatter on like Reddit or Twitter and everyone's saying that this movie's a piece of shit. When uh-huh. in reality, it's like these people are like don't know anything about the the odds of them like being knowledgeable about cinematography and all the these like aspects of filmmaking script writing and so on and so forth the odds of them being literate in that field is like Mm -hmm. extremely low yeah exactly exactly no you said it like that's that's the whole basis it's like yeah you can still you can still follow like like film credits and and like well no people in in that vein not saying that like that they're like better than anyone or whatever blah, blah blah but the whole point is uh like these people have certain amount of knowledge about just like how things get made or like how things are shot and uh so on and so forth 
and then yeah. you get like you know say like the average joe or like some some random dude who all he consumes is like whatever disney's putting out you know whatever the uh, whatever their their garbage like mm, yeah yeah feed me the garbage feed and me the nothing slop else, give right? me, give yeah, me yeah. the slop <laughs> exactly like nothing else you know is like commenting on certain aspects of a film or like whatever but has like no basis no point of understanding mm-hmm. no like whatever you know yeah mm-hmm. yeah and it leads to what i find hilarious the uh i heard it's not very good when i heard means i i saw a review somewhere and i read it yeah, i saw <laughs> I read, one like, review a three second headline uh, i heard people are saying it's not that good um <laughs> you, yeah so you get a little bit of that i think you definitely run into from at least common goers um a, a lack of depth in the analysis uh, no depth it's like oh i give it a six out of ten it was pretty good and it's like well that doesn't mean anything you, you didn't say anything about yeah it's just like they they go oh this is how i felt at the end of the movie it's like there's there's a reason why i like to watch a movie for the podcast and then give it a couple days you know what i mean uh, or or at least a day, you know what I mean? Like at least like twenty four hours. That way you can let it simmer. Let it yeah, simmer. Yeah. How okay. I feel about a movie walking out of the theater is not how I'm gonna feel about the movie a week from after I watch it. Like a month yeah. after I watch it, a year after I watch it. You know what the perfect example for that was? Huh. I think I think we were all there for it. Fucking the Last Jedi. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that Remember? was it. Remember, and we all came out of, or like most of us came out of it, and we were like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, we were like mind blown, mind blown, <laughs> amazing, best movie of all time, the best Star Wars ever. And then you let us sit, and then you go back and watch it again. And you're like, oh, you and know then you think what? about <laughs> everything that they did, and then you're just like, "I wanna, I wanna fucking kill Ryan Johnson. I want him <laughs> dead." <laughs> no, not really. Seems like a nice guy. No, no, no. No, I, I do mean, remember, but I do here's remember. The thing. Eric- one of my favorite things ever. I don't remember like what YouTuber did it, but they just they they really they made a joke about how it's like JJ Abrams. Oh no, it was Red Letter Media. They made a joke where it was like, oh JJ Abrams, like right, he's the guy, like he's the new Spielberg. People are saying whatever, right? Let's give him Star Wars. Give him the first Star Wars. He he does whatever with it. It's like a whatever movie. It's just fucking New Hope again. Uh-huh. Um, then then they go, all right, who are we gonna give the second film to? And then just give it to some fucking guy. <laughs> like, what are guy. you guys doing? Like, do they they don't understand? Like, like well, here, they, they were already so deep into Marvel. They had already had the Avengers and stuff by the time the the first like in the new trilogy came out. How did they fuck this up? I'm am I'm, I'm, we're gonna talk about Star Wars now because I'm so fucking mad about this. Okay. I'm still mad about it. Well, so J.J. Abrams was not the uh, original guy to get offered that first movie. Yeah, Who's I, not the first who choice. was it again? I can't remember. I was trying to think of it while I was talking. Brad Bird. That's right. Uh, Bird. Who did, who did the Iron Giant, Incredibles, Incredibles yeah. Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, um, and they offered him. He passed on it so he could go direct Tomorrowland. Um, Fuck. That's crazy. What an alternate yeah. universe we could have had. <laughs> uh, Actually, good uh, sequel trilogy. That'd be crazy. Yeah, uh, so those so movies are fucking atrocious. Yeah, I mean, I think looking back on it, out of seven, eight, nine, seven is the best. By far, the yeah. one I yeah. enjoy. It's, um, it's the only enjoyable one. Yeah, yeah. the rest eight, make me want to kill yeah. myself. <laughs> yeah, eight was I think had a lot of beautiful shots, but then again, yeah. you put it together and you're like, again, oh, it's some guy that 
like, like well, made, uh, he not so, but he, he had guy. Looper. Have you seen Looper? It, yes, I've seen Looper. It's fine. It's good. Doesn't, even, yeah. come, oh, doesn't get, even come close to what you're trying to achieve in any given Star that's Wars. That's what I'm saying. Lower. It's just have a something else. Field. It's like saying I'm gonna take this no okay, director wait, wait. and try to make him do action. All right, I have a bone. I have a bone to pick. I have a bone to pick with the world right now. Okay. Everyone that I've ever talked to about um, like time travel movies has always been like, "Oh, have you seen Looper? It's like the best example of of fucking like time travel in a movie." And I'm like, "Are you are you fucking kidding me? It doesn't it doesn't make any more sense than any of these other fucking movies." Does stop saying it? Everyone, stop saying it. Stop stop talking fucking talking about Looper like it's this fucking like like you know like groundbreaking physics movie. In the way that time travel works, it doesn't make any fucking sense. No more than f- fucking Back to the Future makes sense. Shut the fuck up about Looper. Yeah, so I, he, Looper makes me mad. He directed Looper. Yeah, and then three episodes of Breaking Bad. Oh, oh and boy, then, and then Star Wars. Well, that was what, Jesus the most Christ. I would have thought shit of all that time. fucking meteoric ride. He didn't write the anything else. That's kind of, oh, I guess he had Brick. Brick was like his the movie that kind of yeah. put him on the map. But that was in that was seven years before Looper. Jesus he has Christ. so many gaps in his resume. What was Ryan Johnson up to? He was probably fucking ass kissing behind the scenes. That's what I'm, <laughs> He's I'm, I'm not gonna lie, nephew. dude. Like, how do you do that? There's no fucking way. Like, He's how do somebody's you get... nephew. He has to be. It's absolutely nepotism. There's no, no way. question. Because like, what the fuck? How is that even possible? Like, you know, I mean, what's the okay, budget no, for Looper? I don't want to like shit on him, but like, you know, I mean, come on. I I love knives out and everything, but like, come on. What yeah. are we doing? Yeah, I, remember, I I still remember that screening though, man. I still the excitement coming out of Last Jedi. The love, the energy Aaron, level. Aaron walked out, and that movie goes, "Fucking Mark Hamill, man!" Oh, like you're like, like, I love Mark Hamill. So you know that I love Mark Hamill. I love him so much. I love him, I'm and I want to meet him so bad. I have to meet him. I love his his portrayal of the Joker is the best thing that has ever existed ever. To me, I know that's not to everyone, but I love him. I want to meet go him. To I want to meet him so bad. We gotta go to a convention. Just I, want, an hour. I just want to track him down. I just want to put it on in, the Patreon. I just want yeah. to look into his beautiful eyes and say thank you for everything you've done for me. That's all I want to do. Sure. Get us the Comic Con. <laughs> you just want to have a catch with Mark Hamill. I want to have a catch with Mark Hamill. I want him to. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> all right, but Mark Hamill is a Fellas. great actor in that movie. It's the only good part of that fucking movie. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Continue. I mean, Adam Driver. Adam Driver. Nice. Let's not get crazy. Hey, hey, get crazy. watch it. Watch it. Um, fellas, we can't keep talking about Star Wars. We're almost out of time here. Uh, young Frankenstein, I would like for us to get to our closing thoughts. Um, uh, I mean, I think we've covered it all, but Aaron, why don't you just a concise summary? How'd you feel about Young Frankenstein? Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll keep it brief. Uh, Mel Brooks is a fucking incredible director. Uh, I would. I would have loved to see him do something at this time that was not a comedy just to like for like the proof of the pudding that he is like one of the best directors like he's an all-time director especially for this this is an insane movie uh everything about it was fucking hilarious uh you know uh, Igor definitely the highlight for me so funny um I had even forgotten about that one scene that Gio brought up that that made me laugh when he's in like the when they're in the carriage and stuff uh, like the werewolf mm-hmm. bit. Uh, I, I think I do think though. Um, throughout like the kind of mid section of the movie, like the middle third, from the point of like oh he like made the creature right, and to like the tap dancing stuff essentially like that like thirty minute chunk. 
I feel like that was a bit slow. I feel like uh, they could have worked a little bit on that. Uh, we didn't get into, like, negatives, but that's really the only negative I have on the movie at all is, like, slight, like, an ever-so-slight pacing issue because the front half, or the front third and the end third are, like, paced perfectly. Um, but that, the, it did suffer a little bit for, like, for that. Um, and yeah, it was just a hilariously good time. Uh, so it's a 9 out of 10 for me. Alright. Uh, similar to Aaron, where was just blown away by how funny this movie was, was very pleasantly surprised by uh, how crisp it was, how, how nice the cinematography was. Uh, I agree with the pacing that, you know, there was some pacing issues. It, it did have a very slow start as well. It took a little bit to kind of get going, I felt. Uh, at the very least, we were probably 10-ish minutes in before I got my first laugh, because there was some a good amount of exposition in there. Um but uh, I did like it. I enjoy it. Uh, it didn't have that, uh, like, where I'm sitting there like, oh, this is a... Like, those unique movies where it grabs you, you're like, 10 out of 10, perfect, mark it up. Um, so for me, with that, the pacing, um, but all the very good things as well. Uh, you know, I, I run out with a, give it 8 out of 10, but would highly recommend this to anybody. Um, I would say, if somebody's looking for an old comedy... This is at the top of the list for recommendations. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, you said it. You said it. Yeah. Yeah, fellas. Uh, I mean, I mean, truly. What, what else can you say? Gene Wilder is just deliciously dramatic and over the top in this. <laughs> uh, just like in everything, but I think this might be his opus. Uh, right there next to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, of course. Uh, you know, uh, everything. Uh, I just want to especially note that final outburst at the end of the uh, opening scene where he uh, stabs himself at the end. Just... Yep. hilarious that that one really did get me uh uh that just like the the slight silence after and then like just slowly crossing his legs after hilarious all of the side characters in this amazing inspector kemp harold by gene hackman uh just everyone was killing it in this movie all the actors were great uh i think we already talked about that tap dance scene i think that's the real centerpiece of the movie for me oh, just yeah. the real high point the high watermark of the whole film i personally did not have really any pacing issues um for uh for me with this uh it really kind of flew by i thought it, it was kind of like going with the jokes like the opening and then like going exposition blah blah all the way through the to the end uh at least for me but uh but yeah that's just me um again this is fantastic mel brooks is amazing this is his best one for uh for my money and i would give it a i'd say a 9.5 out of 10 Ooh, okay mm-hmm. Hmm. Very nice. Interesting. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed it. Till the next time. Uh, I'm Spencer. I'm Aaron. I'm Gio. And this has been the 35mm Colonoscopy Podcast telling you, What the hell are you doing in the bathroom all day and night? Give somebody else a chance! <laughs>